Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. predicted recessions ever. If you follow one rental at a time, you will know I'm slightly different. I'm actually calling for what will be known as a rolling recession, which may mean we don't actually get negative GDP. So I want to talk with Taylor from Life Goal Investments about investing in a recession, what may or may not be different between 2023 and 2008, because all recessions are not the same. And unfortunately, most adults, Taylor included, have never seen a rolling recession at least in his adult life. So Taylor, yeah. we got to talk about recessions because they're not all the same. And I'm afraid everybody's looking at the last two or three, which were all sharply down and then bounce back. This one's going to be different. It's going to shock people. So what do you think of all that? I'm with you on that. And uh, I think you and I were both early in the camp of recession in early 2022 before it was, yep. you know, the vastly accepted kind of thought process. And I think that you're, 100% right. I, I don't think that this is going to be this violent downward economic movement that then has a massive stimulus package by the Fed that causes it to V bottom and bounce off the bottom. I mean, we saw that in 2008 and it took about a year long process of bottoming and bouncing. And then in 2020, when COVID happened, I always say it's 45 minutes. It was like, you know, yeah. immediately bouncing. <laughs> it might have been bottom. four and a half days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, I'm with you on this one. I think that we've seen this recession now coming. And I think that the market's starting to accept that it is more likely than not to happen. Right now, if you poll economists, it's about a 60 to 65% likelihood they believe that we actually do get that real technical recession. Um, and with that, I think that you have to know where to invest. You have to know what has historically done well during these periods of time and capitalize on valuations where they make sense and where history deems money to be logically placed during a recession. Yeah, I mean, some of the things, you know, as someone who spent 10 years on Wall Street, these, these are kind of the questions I had. I'm going to try to pull stuff out of you to help the average person. I think a lot of people the last two years got heavily entrenched in, I'll call it tech, right, for lack of a better 100%. term, whether it's big tech or money losing tech, whatever it is, tech, tech, Or tech, communication tech. services, which is Facebook, yeah. we'll call that tech as well, yeah. Yeah, at, yeah, what advertising, whatever you want to call that, right? Right. Um, I think what we're going to see at least over the next year and possibly two is value dividend growers are where people should consider. And I don't think, I don't think the average investor knows how to look at value. Everybody wants growth. Everybody's buying, you know, people at a hundred times revenue or it's not even profit, it's revenue. And uh, so let's just talk about value because I think that's something that, you know, if you have, you, nobody's looked at in a long time. Yeah. I think it's important to realize right in the onset, the difference between what a growth and a value stock is. Realistically, a lot of people hear growth. And they're like, of course I want the companies that are going to grow. Yeah, of course. Right? Why not? <laughs> growth. What, that sounds great. what are you talking about, Zuber? Right, exactly. And, and, and the, the, the line of what the demarcation between growth and value moves over time, but essentially growth companies are those that are more expensive 
on a valuation standpoint. And they're more expensive most of the time because they have a faster growth rate. So it is growing faster, but you're paying up for that future expectation that the growth continues to move in a faster direction. Whereas value stocks on the other side, think about them as things that might be on sale from a value perspective, but they might be on sale because the growth rate of the company just isn't there. Think about a, a Johnson and Johnson. That's a historic right. value. Clorox or yeah, yeah, exactly. They're selling boring stuff. The business is not going to explode overnight. There's no logic behind why that would happen. And therefore they have a cheaper valuation. Mm -hmm. And so what you see is that if you look back, the last rolling recession that we've had was the 99, you know, started real late 99, 2000, 2001, 2002. It was a three year long period of time of just the market slogged downward, yep. sideways, chopped before it bottomed and came out of the other side. If you look at tech, that was the hot dot, you know, the dot com yeah. bubble that was put together there. And that tech space, if you had taken it, and I talked about this a, a week ago as well, if you take that tech space, a, a one year period after the downside started, after one year, which is where we're at now, Five years forward from there, they were still cumulatively negative, cumulatively negative for a five-year period of time. And the reason I say that is just to think that people say, okay, growth got absolutely smoked, but it's going to bottom. It's got great value right now. We're going to see explode out of the other end. How many times have I heard, I'm going to buy the company, it's off 70%. Uh, yep. That's not a reason to buy a stock. Yeah, no kidding. And, and you know what? Historically, if you look at companies and you would rather purchase them at a 52-week high than you would at a 52-week low. I mean, it's, it sounds counterintuitive because you want to buy high and sell low. But sure. historically, again, I'll repeat this. You've been better off purchasing companies that are at a 52-week high than they are at a 52-week low. It's and momentum. So Just that's momentum. that momentum. Exactly Either right. way, up or down, yeah. Correct. And so you have to be aware of that. And what has momentum right now versus – the corollary is value stocks have momentum, dividend-oriented stocks have momentum, boring stuff that creates yeah. consistent reoccurring revenue and cash flow is what's being rewarded in the market right now. Yeah, the other thing um, I would tell people to look at, again, just, just do yourself a favor and learn, right? Look at discretionary versus staples, right? If we are going into a recession, uh, if we are seeing uh, you know, nominal wage worth, but real wage rates is falling behind, Discretionary is going to get hit before um, staples, right? Just, you, it's, just do yourself a favor. Well, think about the logic of the words we're using. Discretion. Yeah. It means you can decide whether you need it or not. Yeah. If times get tough, a staple, something you absolutely need as a necessity, you're going to continue to buy that. And the company is going to continue to benefit because of that. That's why those staples hold up better than the discretionary company that you don't need to necessarily buy something from. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the other part of this is, you know, we've been talking about stocks. Let's talk about bonds for a minute. Go for bonds it. Bonds have historically been the absolute best performing asset in a recession. You know what? The best, the perfect storm, if you will, for bonds is when two things simultaneously play out. Okay. Falling inflation. Mm -hmm. Can we check that box right now? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And slowing economic growth. Can we check that box right now? <laughs> I think you're two for two. You want to go for another one? That, that's no, no, that's it. Slowing <laughs> economic growth and falling inflation is the best recipe for success when it comes to fixed income, comes to bonds. Now, and that's, and I just want to play it out. Bonds is not an area I know anything about, but basically sure, yeah. I think the logic holds that if you have falling inflation and slowing growth, bond rates, will yields will fall, which means prices will go up. There's an inverse relationship to your point. You got it 100% right. The inverse relationship between yields, the coupon, 
as the coupon comes down because there's more demand, it forces the price up on the other end. And that's exactly yeah, so what plays out historically in a recession. So, like, so I'll rewind back and, and give you some numbers behind this. If you look at 2008, stocks in the recession of 2008, the S&P 500 was down 37%. Brutal, brutal. On the other side, bonds by the Barclays aggregate, which is the index that is like the S&P 500 for bonds, was up 5.8%, an above average year for bonds. So you look at that and go, listen, there's the yin and yang, if you will. And the yin or the yang, whichever one is which, you know, one does well during a recession, historically, the other one does not. And so bonds historically have held up much better than stocks have in recessionary times. Yeah, that is interesting. And again, the other thing I want to talk about as we kind of round up this episode, I think people would do themselves a favor to understand banks, right? Again, techs being wrecked. I think financials, I mean, I've been very open on this channel. I bought JP Morgan when it went down to 104. I did three tranches of Blackstone, I believe, uh, over the last month or so, mainly because of their dividends, but also because they're doing the right things, right? They're reserving for bad debt. Where are they going to go? They will eventually help companies you know, just it's just a it's a safer place to be in. They have dividends, which you can reinvest and grow your portfolio. Yep. And 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 the only downside I'll say when it comes to financials is one of the things they're benefiting from right now right now is the net interest margin. Yeah. JP as, Morgan made 48% more net interest leaving money alone. You don't need a lot of people <laughs> to do that, Taylor. There's not a lot of not a lot of investing going, just leaving the money in the bank. <laughs> Well, well, think about this. Like, would you put would you put it in a savings account right now at a brick and mortar bank like a J.P. Morgan Chase? There, I, I don't, I, I know it's not literally zero, but it's sub twenty five basis points, sub zero point two five percent, and then they lend it out on the other end at a mortgage rate of you know six seven percent, yeah. whatever it is, because rates are significantly higher. But if we do go into recession, what happens is rates come down, and that right. net interest margin starts to tighten. And so historically, yeah. what you've had is that net interest margin kind of dissipates um, and gets less significant when you do see recessionary times come. Yeah, it's just a really interesting time, folks. I think there's a lot of people the last two years that got spoiled by tech, thought tech was the only thing. I happen to live in the Silicon Valley. I have all my friends are in tech, all my relationships. This feels very much like the dot-com crisis. And folks, there are other, uh, tech is like 2% of employees, the employment base but it makes up like 80% of the conversations. There are other yep. stuff. Do yourself a favor. Uh, Taylor, where should people go look if they were looking for, you know, understand, you know, other things to research? Where would you send them? Yeah, yeah. Follow us at Life Goal Investments on Instagram. We talk about this daily. We also talk about, you know, more sectors. Like we like REITs in a recessionary mm. timeframe. REITs are a sector that have historically done very well. Gold is an asset that has historically yeah. held up very well during recession. So we talk about topics like this because, awesome. again, the vast majority of people think a recession's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Taylor, again, folks, if you follow him, go today, Life Goal Investments. Let him know you came from one rental at a time. So he knows his time with us is valuable. Thanks, Taylor. Take care. Thanks so much, Michael.